And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with and things flapping their wings this on. Is, uh, they can be like bathing suits. What day, you know, what <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take what them they, off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at betmgm.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends on a Wednesday evening. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Shil Kapadia, Marissa Morris, we started right on time. And that's about all I can promise for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will talk about the Eagles offense against the Bucks defense. We will uh, talk to Zach about what's going on in his life. We'll talk to Sheil about uh, similar things, and uh, we'll try to get out of here within an hour. Does that sound, does that sound feasible, gentlemen and woman? I've heard it before. <laughs> so I do have a two can you at the end of the game for uh, Eagles uh, of all time who have I'm not doing that. I'm out snaps in their yeah. lives. Yeah, enjoy. So, about 11 23, uh, then is the over under, right? That's right? We're on time. This shirt, thanks, Emily, because it hasn't seen the light of day. You know, no one's seen me in this shirt in a long time. So it's getting a little love. It was getting lonely in the closet. I put it on uh, before the show. So her, her comments, I feel like she's really improving the show. Today, we're talking Eagles offense against Bucks defense. Of course, if you missed yesterday's show, you can check out the vice versa Bucks offense against the Eagles defense. If you're here for the second night in a row, I mean, live, uh, I, you know, you're, you're full to get full sicko status. Well, well, you probably have to do three in a row, I would think. So even if you have no other qualifications, if you're here three nights in a row with us, you are a true sicko. Speaking of sickos, my last note, uh, Marissa's advice was great. I put the picture up of, uh, Leela listening to birds with friends on Instagram, a big hit. So of course you can follow, follow me at Sheila Kapadia. All right, let's get to the good stuff. Rachel just came in to, uh, to get some laundry and looked at me like I was insane, which probably, yeah. What are you doing? Am I missing for something? Those, yeah. I, for those I, listening, Bo has a hood over his head and, and, uh, sunglasses on. Well, I figured, uh, I figured I wasn't going to get, um, I wasn't going to have time to get dressed up for Emily tonight, so I would go all the way in the other direction. And you know, maybe there's maybe there's something to a Jonathan Gannon reference with the with the sunglasses at night. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I actually I, I would think Emily would appreciate like a cool like I don't think it always has to be a collared shirt, right? Yeah. Deeper. Maybe. maybe oh no, knows. definitely not. She She's would like a cool athleisure or something. Absolutely. Look presentable. Hundred mm. yeah. percent. She's the one okay. who 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 says to me, "Why are you wearing jeans?" Yeah. On a day when like you're not going anywhere, right? Yeah. She wants the athleisure there. Absolutely. So I think I would be okay in like the in the lightweight hoodie. You know, a nice fitted yeah. lightweight oh, yeah. hoodie. Yeah. yeah. Her her biggest pet peeve with uh, the outfit is. Uh, is if I'm wearing something that, like, if you looked at a picture of me in high school, I have the same shirt on then, mm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's she fair. Thinks, Time. yeah, yeah. Yes. She thinks that 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 there should be like uh like an age limit on on mm. clothing, and I don't think so. So to me, you don't think so? You'd be you'll wear you'll wear anything? I wear yeah. I, okay. I it's it's in the closet. I mean, I I I have shirts. That I were think in I the can... rotation sophomore year. I haven't grown wow. since then, so it's like <laughs> you know I. I have a, uh, yeah, I'm with you. If it lasts, I, it lasts. I mean, you don't want to be wearing something that looked good 20 years ago and looks terrible now, but I'll, you know, I have this Nike track jacket, which my first job, Harrisburg, mm. Pennsylvania, Union Deposit Road, Burlington Coat Factory. I go in, 
Nike track jacket at $20-$30. That bad boy still in the rotation. 16 years later, I could wear it out now. You would be like, oh, great, great jacket. Looks brand new. So I like that. You're getting uh, great value out of that over the years if you're able to find something like that. All so right. Emily's um, Emily's assessment of Bo's attire tonight is, uh, quote, <laughs> I would walk the other way if I saw him in the street. I would yeah. agree with that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Marissa, can you I, chime in on that one? I mean, to be fair, though, like regardless of what you were wearing, I would probably want to do that. Yeah, that's the general comment. idea. I mean, I know you. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, really, you know, you're going to catch me up on some toucan you. I got places to go. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I could says, speak. Go ahead. Says for our audio listeners to get a visual, Bo looks like the guy from Mean Girls. LOL. When you wear <laughs> the, the hooded sweatshirt with the sunglasses. So I was going to say, I would like. I feel like uh, if I can speak for Emily, I can definitely speak for most of the listeners in the chat. Uh, the only complaint we have about about Zach's attire is just like a little bit, a little bit more chest hair, please. Like let's let's deepen that V, show off a little more. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Another button? Down. Yeah, I don't know. You, you got undershirt underneath there? What do you got? A V neck? No undershirt. Just nothing. Just really yeah. straight skin. This was a debate in our house literally today. Mm. Okay. Michael put on a button down and I said, you have to wear an undershirt because he sweats so much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, he's sweating, you gotta yeah. wear the undershirt for yes. sure. Um, uh, you know, and then there's the, the chest hair discussion, you know, do you want to just let it rip or do you want to, uh, do you want to groom the chest hair? Do you want something to cover up the chest hair? Uh, I like a nice V neck, you know, I don't, I feel like the speaking of 20 years ago, the time of the white shirt showing underneath yes, the button I down, agree. that yeah. time has passed. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I do feel like you want to go with the V neck. We did a target pickup V-neck undershirt for him. Outstanding. Before. Yeah. Oh, the V-neck undershirt. What, is like what, what size it's all target V-neck is a is an NFL lineman wearing? <laughs> well, he's really like a three X, but they only had two X, so we had to squeeze. Mm. <laughs> he, I know the feeling. He wants the undershirt to be snug. He wants it the was, undershirt to be snug. Last minute, you know, I didn't want him to sweat through his shirt, so I'm like, this is what you got. <laughs> Long, Roll with it. <laughs> longtime listeners will uh, will remember the uh, the. Uh, travails of trying to find a uh, v-neck un undershirt in uh, minneapolis, minneapolis during super bowl su superb owl week mm -hmm. uh i mean really like that's the sickest of the sickos but that was a, that yeah was i mean i don't even remember that i don't even know if that was you looking for one or me looking me. for one it, it was, was me i had to overpay because nordstrom was the only place that had them and oh they wow were like, it was like way too okay. expensive for some undershirts but they're still around so they've wait they've in on. the mall of america yeah the only place you could find white undershirts. yeah that doesn't was, seem possible yeah. And, and and Target is headquartered. Yeah. And Target's headquartered in Minneapolis. Well, so it wasn't leaving was... the property. <laughs> All right. There's there's targets every like uh, mile in, in Minneapolis. But yeah, but it was like it was like negative ten degrees. What am I gonna just walk along? I didn't have a car. Okay. I have an update. Well, on the, did uh, you guys talk to anybody today? Well, yeah, you yeah about Jason Kelsey. Yes. No. We spoke to a lot. Of, yeah, no. we spoke to Nick Sirianni. Spoke to Jason okay. Kelsey. Let's hear it. Birds. I have no idea what anyone to said today. All right. Why don't we uh, why don't we send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman himself, Zach Berman, who has been talking to everybody who's anybody at the Novacare Complex. The Eagles held a walkthrough yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry. The Eagles held a walkthrough today, as we discussed yesterday, they would. And... As far as the participation report, the most notable part of that is Miles Sanders practiced, um, or he, he would have been a limited participant in practice. Jalen Hurts would have been a full participant in practice. So the health of both players trending, obviously, in the right direction. Miles Sanders, the one other weird one there. What's that? One other weird one. You may, Maybe I'm cutting you off. You're going to get to it. Well, Josh Sweat didn't practice because of illness. And then uh, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, and Jason Kelsey were because of rest. Yeah, you wonder. I mean, the, when an illness pops up, you make the leap. You wonder. You you get nervous. And if the Eagles are going to have to play without Josh Sweat on Sunday, that's going to be tough. It's certainly something to monitor here. Yes. I mean, I, I, I don't know the nature of it. They haven't put him on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, so we will uh, we will see. As far as we know right now, it's, it's an illness. Um, so we'll see there. As far as the press conferences, nothing substantial. News-wise, um, you know, Nick Sirianni gave an anecdote, uh, a few anecdotes about uh, he, how he, uh, Jason Kelsey told him earlier this week that 
the things that lose you games in the regular season are the things that lose you games in the playoffs. And the suggestion is don't don't make this any more any bigger than it, it needs to be. And he actually he he found footage of speaking of 2017, Kobe Bryant speaking to the team out in Orange County in 2017, the uh, week that Bo became a father, as as we all remember. And uh, and he said Kobe had a similar message. Uh, as as a quick aside uh, on the topic of Kobe Bryant, make sure you guys check out Mike Sealski's book, The Rise, which came out yesterday. That will be my reading on the flight down to Tampa. Um, also, your story about that speech didn't you write? A, didn't you have a Kobe story? I did when 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 Kobe yeah. died. Um, I uh, I wrote about the day he he spoke. I spoke to Zach Ertz that day. But yeah, I would I would suggest reading Sealski's book more than my article. But thank you. Well, very some much. people don't have time for the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and then Jalen Hurts, very business as usual. Like made sure not to say anything of um, of any substance, really. Uh, Jason Kelsey was um, he didn't want to be reflective about his career at all. He says there, there, there's still more to go. He explained the the uh, COVID situation. Said he he was actually he was more tired than he usually is after the game, the second to last game, right? And and so he uh, he got back. He felt nasally. And got tested the next day, but was able to return. The coaches were all all on, on board with him taking a snap to keep that streak. And then he was able to get out of the game healthy. Um, we can go on about Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard uh, going up against Rob Gronkowski here. Did not say if his phone passcode was Rob Gronkowski's record, as you can read mm. about in the lead of Shield nice. story about Zach Ertz. Uh, so you can make sure to read that one. And uh, overall, no, there was there were a lot of press conferences, but this was – there were there aren't any real major storylines this week other than can they stop Tom Brady and are they different than they were in week six? Okay, I mean, yeah, I think the jo- the, for the Josh Sweat thing, the, I mean, like you said, we don't know what it is. Illness. There have been instances. I will just say, I think it was Tyler Huntley. One day he's on the practice report with an illness. The next day he goes on the COVID list. So that type of yep. thing uh, does happen, but we will see how he is. And I, I agree. I mean, who would have uh, really thought in, well, Zach would have, but who would have thought uh, a year ago, whatever, that we'd be saying, man, if they lose Josh Sweat before a playoff game, that would sort of be devastating. I mean, I, I'm trying to think about it now. Defensively, who are the players they can least afford to lose for this game? You know, you, you could put Sweat, might- Cox, Javon Hargrave are probably in a, Similar category, I think I would probably put, put Sweat and Fletcher Cox. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I would put Sweat and Fletcher Cox probably uh, at the top of that list, and then in the secondary, you know, you would the, the only other guy you would probably talk about would be Darius Slay, unless you're a big Avante Maddox guy. I guess you yeah, I would go, I would go Slay there. one, Sweat Slay two, Slay one. Okay, interesting. Because at least, well, yeah, I mean, if they have no that's Slay, true. It who's replacing their entire Slay? Defensive structure, yeah. Um, like that's their whole, that's their whole game plan is like, we, we utilize slay this way. We figure everything else out after that, uh, without him, they'd be, they'd be more effed than, than they would be otherwise. And at least with, you know, Cox, you've also got Hargrave with Hargrave. You've also got Cox. Um, so I'd go sweat too. Milton Williams would probably have to step in and play a, yeah. uh, play a huge role if they lose any of those guys. So if sweat doesn't play, um, maybe we would see that. Who knows? But l- let's see how it looks uh, by the time we're back here tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Maybe we'll have more information. So uh, two quick notes on, on today, one on, on today and one on this podcast. The, the first, I, I see in the comment section someone who I guess was watching the press conferences online today remarked how, how Doug Jalen Hurts was a little snippy at a question. Yeah, what was that um, about? I, I, I don't believe that was personal. The, the question was a perfectly legitimate question. It was about Jalen Hurts bringing his high school team to the playoffs for the first time in uh, X amount of years and what he reviewed and, and reflecting on that game. The reason I'm speculating here that I imagine Jalen Hurts didn't want to talk about that is his team lost that game like 71 to 23 or 71 to 18. They lost that game by a big margin. So I'm not sure Jalen Hurts was in the mood for uh, memory lane on, you know, a, a major loss. Right. But um, 
I thought the question was valid because it wasn't about the loss. It was more about like, uh, you know, what he remembers about getting to the playoffs. It was a big deal when his high school got to the playoffs. Uh, the second thing, this is a personal side. Emily texted me during this pod to say, tell Bo I feel bad if I insulted him. So um, it's, it is <laughs> oh, on no, her She's like right you. Now. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Boy, you guys probably can't. You sound like the opposite of the Capadia household. <laughs> <laughs> we just crush each other all day long. No, she shouldn't feel bad at all. I don't. Okay. I, she didn't, I, didn't, I didn't feel like she crushed me either. But uh, no, people do want to know what this sweatshirt says. Are uh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a Wesleyan uh, sweatshirt, oh, which is it. the uh, mm. the school that my sister coached uh, for previously before moving now, on to her current position. Now, so with our audience, you, you know, growing here, uh, thanks to Marissa's promotion, production, everything else, I do feel like I'm getting increasing questions about. Hey, what does X mean? Or hey, what you know? Mm. What is this? I hear you guys say it all the time. I think there now. Before we would, I think in like year two, year three, maybe even year four, we would say, "Sorry, you have to go back and listen to every podcast." Yep. I do wonder if we can set some type of thing where, if like the audience does X, we can just do a show mm. in who knows February, some downtime. Just all right. If you have any questions about a reference that we use often and you don't know what it is, leave it here and we will actually explain all those in one episode. Just a thought. I would be so for that like because that. I've never heard the valet story. So, oh my gosh, I would be How? the first person to donate. That no, that was the end of our run with Kent because yeah. remember, yeah. Kent was in person with Tony Pauline. Um, yes, yeah, a day yes. later, yeah. So I yes. will be the the ringleader of that. I'll give you the quick thirty seconds on that story. I used to valet park. Zach, okay. we just we just we just used this as a carrot to get people <laughs> okay. to come, and you just give Sorry. it away like for you can free. tell Marissa Sorry. offline. But yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Sorry. Save it, you guys. Save it. I will save it. I will make sure that is on the schedule for the off season. That's for sure. Uh, this is like when we did the uh, the email back and forth during the final game of the regular season, since it was uh, you know not really a normal game. This is a good one. Yes. And I just I put in that uh, a reference to Ryan Kerrigan having an all time CTC season, and Zach's like, you you might want to explain that for our editor. I was like, uh, no, I'll just leave it. <laughs> and then oh, we got a note like, hey, what does CTC mean? So. I mean, I don't understand why you do stuff like that. What do you mean? You've known I me mean, for like it's not a hundred percent crossover. Like I mean, it's totally. It could be a different audience. There's some crossover. <laughs> I would like to see a study of that crossover athletic readers and birds with friends listeners. I mean, it's a chunk. I mean, I'm extremely uh, stubborn. What like? Well, yeah. Well, the thing that always concerns me is is when commenters uh, will leave like an esoteric. Um, so, um, something esoteric from the podcast on the comment section of the website. And I was worried that like our bosses will look at the comment section and they're not in on the inside joke. So, uh, so they're wondering exactly what that means. Right. <laughs> Cause sometimes it, it borders on, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's good that for the most part, yeah. no one is paying, no one within the company <laughs> other than Marissa and us three are paying attention to the show is probably a good thing. Although, uh, did you, do you have your postcard, Zach? Ah, I was just gonna say, do yeah, we want to share yeah. that? Uh, mm. our ex well, excellent do we need a break? Should we do I a have break? A, uh, I have an update on um, Jane's the break, bath habits. Uh, that okay, I've been meaning to get to. You know, I I had, been, I had complained before that the only thing I don't like about parenting is is uh, a poop in the bath. Uh, and this is not a like I don't like it about parenting, but just an update on where we've graduated to. Now I can't get her to stop from just trying to drink the bath water. It's just a nonstop. And you don't want to combine to do those two things. Well, exactly. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, you definitely don't want those two things to be happening at the same time. Yeah. Fortunately, we haven't hit that yet. But I mean, it's like, Jane, what are you doing? Stop <laughs> it! Like, hmm. it's not like she enjoys it. It's not, but she just yeah. she can't help herself. Yeah. Now, are you putting like uh, soap and other products? I mean, it, it shouldn't taste. It wouldn't taste good. No, you know? it shouldn't. No, it doesn't taste good. It's or is just, it just the straight water? You might soap. need to throw some. Uh, <laughs> Nasty. I don't know. You're yeah. at a young age. You don't I don't know. I never had that eat, issue. Right? We we didn't have that. We had many that, issues. That was not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so, any suggestions on uh, on how to make her stop doing that? By all means. So we had we got this uh, nice postcard from the company, and as Marissa told me, this is actually not the complete numbers because this was sent a little prematurely. But can I read the numbers off? Yeah. Is that okay? I, yeah. Well, I'll just over over nine hundred thousand total downloads. 
in 2021, 45,000 unique monthly listeners, 95 episodes. So that's over uh, a mil if we're counting. Yeah. 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 YouTube YouTube was 140,000 views and uh, Apple and Spotify was 928,000. I think what I think, I think there's a little asterisk there that says the most popular podcast (laughs) in the world, (laughs) but very grateful for our, all of our listeners who, who, uh, who, who make this a reality. So, uh, these numbers fortify your loyalty or exemplify your loyalty, I should say. Definitely. And of course, the reason my Wi-Fi is always lagging is because I have I'm da- I'm just downloading our episodes on like eight <laughs> different devices nonstop all day long. Yeah, I would say we could bump those numbers up a little bit. And uh, as Zach would say, you're only as good. What is it? You're only as good as what? You're only as good as your next case. One. All right. We're only yeah. as good as our next year. That's good news because yeah. I feel like there's a. I would hope that tomorrow's show is going to be better than that. So, so my oh, my brothers. That's a lock. Dennis is in. Dennis is in. For oh, all. baby, Dennis. Oh, it is. We had a full oh, combo. My, oh, it is going gosh. to be a super sorecasting, unlike anything else. Oh, wow. This is exciting. I'm yes. nervous. What a tease. Yes. So there's the juice. There's the juice in. we needed. There's yep. the juice. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to bid on anything until like the last question because I'm going to be so nervous that it's a mistake because there's something else it's coming. It's a setup. It's a setup. Or am I just saying that to get in your heads? <laughs> the anticipation. Oh, <laughs> well, I get to be just the Dane agent is, of chaos here. Din so. is. I correct myself on that. Thank We're you working through it. We're chat. working through yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. But All he right. is okay. he is more than prepared. So we had a great convo last night. So I'm very That's excited. Fun. That's, That's exciting. I mean, somebody who teaches game theory at yeah. Penn is going to be coming up with the finale for this stupid game. I mean, that's pretty good. I did stress to make sure he had enough time in his schedule. I was like, if you don't, it's really okay. You can say no. <laughs> but he insisted. So Lovely. very grateful. Okay. Yeah. Does that now, Zach, will that affect your sleep tonight? As somebody asked in the chat. <laughs> That game, no, uh, I, that won't. But there, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on with with work that I'm thinking about, trying to figure out good stories. Last night I didn't sleep that that much. I was trying to uh, finish up a story on the draft class. I and, thought that uh, we could. We should talk about that. There were some very interesting nuggets in in that story. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I I appreciate that. So the story it wasn't totally what I had hoped when I embarked on it, but I think it's fun reliving. You know, that 2018 class, I, I, I worked to get some behind the scenes uh, details of how that class came together. And uh, uh, obviously it's it's the best class in, in in recent history when you consider they they signed four of them to contract extensions already. They hadn't done that. Interestingly, the last time they signed four players to contract extensions from the same draft class, this isn't in the article, but it was 2005, which was also after their last Super Bowl. Um, appearance. Mm, uh, now that was a different period of the CBA. So like Reggie Brown, for instance, I think he signed a contract extension like in year two or, or after, after year two, they changed that now. So all these contracts, uh, maybe with the possible exception of, of Avante Maddox are players who like, you can say, all right, these are guys, they want to be their frontline players for the next three to five years. And, uh, uh, potentially Maddox is in that group too. Yeah. Everybody should read that on The Athletic. You can uh, subscribe at theathletic.com slash birdswithfriends. We will be back on the other side to dive into the matchup between the Eagles offense and the Bucks defense. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends as we prepare to dive into the other side of the matchup we talked about yesterday. Uh, before we do that, Zach, I, I noticed you didn't mention in the uh, news roundup that the Eagles are selling NFTs now. 
Are they? I I wasn't aware of that. Oh yeah, big deal. Are we selling an NFT of Z Berm's Joe Judge tweet that really you know mm-hmm. saw? I think it was Defop Ryan said uh, that could have been the tweet that put the Mara family over the top in their decision. I don't, think so. I don't know when they said even Z Berm is crushing this guy. When you lose, <laughs> when you lose ZB, yeah, you lose it you all. You lose the wolf. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Sounded like I, a good that's tagline. good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to respond to that, Zach, or no? No, I think that's giving me far too much credit. I, I, I also, I, I think I have a track record of, of calling things out when I, I think it's, it's worth being called out. But I, I tend to think that, uh, that, that criticism or sometimes even snark, um, if, if you will, uh, you have to be judicious in how you use it. Like it's, mm. you, you don't want to be the person who, who, uh, who is is like snarky about everything and and then I agree with yeah that. so so when you speak it sh- it should have a little gravity to uh, to it I have that conversation with uh, some other writers often when I say like I don't need to have an opinion on everything are you, are you mean about me behind my back no I would never I never speak poorly about you either behind your back <laughs> or to your face well I, I mean never. I mean we've had certainly well within your rights to do so yeah I mean. No, but I would hope at least I, uh, between you yeah. and Emily, you're allowed to share your petty grievances. No, I need to do better before I, I would, I would comment on anyone else. So this guy's talking to me. I mean, he's giving the new house school of communications. <laughs> yeah, Listen mean, to all this is wisdom. Got me right. over here. Let's right. apparently both rip it on me to Rachel. No, I just, who has time? <laughs> that's dinner <that's> conversation. <laughs> conversation. I promise you there's no time for conversation during dinner in our house uh, these days. Uh, except for like, how are we going to get through the day tomorrow? Um, okay, let's. Uh... So things are going well. Over there? <laughs> yeah, things are going right. well. Everybody's very happy with all the uh, all the JK closures. Aside from the bathwater, everything's going well. Yeah, we uh, we uh, we promise not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Um, Eagles offense. Uh, we've talked so much about this uh, transformation, this midseason transformation. They enter this game, I think, 11th in offensive DVOA, 11th or 12th in, in EPA uh, per drive. The Bucks defense is right around the same area, uh, ninth uh, in DVOA, a little bit better than that in, in EPA per drive. And uh, we know Todd Bowles from last year. This is a guy who can dial up a, a defense, design up a defense. Shea, what are we expecting from uh, Mr. Bowles on the other side? Well, yeah, I think you said it. I mean, the their part of their identity is that it's not the same thing every week. I mean, just looking at like their coverage numbers and they've played everything a certain amount of snaps. I mean, we just have the, you know, the thing in true media where it just lists all the snaps, cover one, cover two, cover three, and goes in, in some teams, you know, some of those columns are blank or they barely have anything in there. That's not the case with the Bucs. And we saw that in the playoffs with them last year. If they want to go zone heavy, they can go zone heavy. If they want to play man, they can play man, split safety, single high. If they don't want to feel like they need to blitz as much, which was the case again in some of those playoff games last year, they don't have to do that. So uh, it is one of those things where there is a little bit of uh, variety, unpredictability with what you're going to get from them. Now, we have seen a matchup with them against the Eagles already uh, this season. So I think we have some sense of how they're uh, going to play it. And really, I thought, I mean, what, re-watching that game back, it's like the Eagles offense is just unrecognizable. I, I know yes. we've talked about it all the second half of the season and how much they've changed, but you just look at what they're doing there. And it's a reminder of like, what were they doing? And it was so bad that I, now was that, was the Raiders game the week after the that? The next game, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like, I can't believe that wasn't the, the game where they said, we just have to change everything. After- well, they said well, they did. That, that they is, did. Th- that's okay. the story. Is that, that So that was leading into the mini-buy. This is when they did that correction, uh, at least as Shane Steichen has described it. But that Raiders game, if you remember, they, they did start out running the ball early, and it just the game just got totally away from them. Okay. And Miles Sanders uh, got that's hurt right. in the first quarter as well. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that game, actually looking back on that week six game, I feel like the offense was more to blame than the defense in in that game. I mean, they had a stretch in the middle of that game where they had six possessions and I believe it was five, three and outs and an interception on another drive that was three plays or fewer. It's like, if you're, you know, you can't even afford probably half of that in this next game to have a chance to win. So the offense was just a complete disaster. 
you know, the RPO, it was a very RPO heavy early on. I think that was the game. I felt like Devin White was on the headset with Nick Sirianni because he just knew like there was no mystery to what was coming. And that was the case for multiple Bucks defenders, just disrupting these plays before anything really happens there. And so this is going to be a, a much different team. You know, at that point in the season, the thought was don't even try to run on the Bucks. You can't run on the Bucks. You don't have a shot. And then of course, in the second half, the Eagles start running the ball. They get the sarcastic cheer and then they start it was really only that one drive, I think, but they started gashing them on that last drive to cut the lead to 28-22. So this one's going to be completely different just in terms of approach. That's not how the Eagles play anymore, regardless of the opponent. They should not be scared of this Bucks run defense, which has allowed 52 runs of 10 yards or more. That ranks 20th in the NFL. 11 runs of uh, 20 yards. Uh, or more. So, you know, there, there are ways to get after them. I don't know that you want to run right in the middle of the defense against Vita Vea and Indomitian Sioux, but the Eagles have varied schemes and they are a tough rush offense to, uh, to prepare for. And Jalen Hurts is certainly going to be a part of that. So that's going to be the foundation for what they do here. There's obviously no, no real mystery uh, to that in my mind. I'm just so fascinated to see what the offensive game plan is going to be in this game, um, you know, with, with with Jalen Hurts's uh, health, hopefully uh, for the Eagles being 100 percent, you know, how heavily are they going to lean into, you know, the kind of, of running game they had in that Broncos and Giants game when it was very much leaning on the quarterback inclusive uh, running game versus, you know, incorporating some of the things we've seen over the past few weeks uh, where where he was a little bit more limited. And, you know, like knowing that the, you know, the, the chess match here of knowing that the Bucks are going to be expecting heavy run. Do you come out trying to pass early? Do you come out trying to, you know, quote unquote, establish the run? I'm just I, I, like the Tom Brady thing is like, how how is he going to carve up the Eagles defense? Can they get lucky? This matchup is like uh, is is the attraction of this game to me. I'm, I'm just really interested to see uh, does this offense that we feel like has actually gotten really good. Does it perform that way in the playoffs? I think they'll approach this the way they did the Saints game, where we had the same conversation the going in, mm. into the Saints game, which was, you know, this is the top run defense in the NFL. Can they run against them? And Sirianni's approach was, was basically like, this is what we do well. Try to stop us. Right. And I, I don't think they're going to try to outsmart themselves. Um, um, now there would be a mistake if they did, I think. Yeah. And, and, and now there's, there's going to be rain in the forecast. Um, Sirianni has said in the past that there can be a misconception that, um, he thinks sometimes rain can actually be beneficial for the passing game because, you know, cornerbacks can't kind of get in and out of there. Like the carry uh, Williams that much. snowball. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was a much they were much different personnel on the field. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, Kerry, um, Kerry Williams had that nugget for uh, Chip, and that that was snow, of course, and it could be different. But my gosh, this passing game, yeah. uh, saying all right, let's take it. It's raining, so let's try to feast on yeah. that here. I, I don't think I don't. That yeah, and, and it's gonna be windy, as 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 someone pointed out too. Yeah, it looks like it's it's gonna be windy now. Bruce Arians, uh, when when we spoke to him today, he said. Uh, you guys got to know the weather down here changes every four hours. So, you know, he said Sunday could be beautiful uh, for all you, all you know, you can't look that far out, but point being, I think they're going to run the ball. I, I, I really do. I, I think they're going to approach this the way they did the saints game, the way they did the second half of the Broncos game. And, and they're going to try to get Tampa to, to, to stop them basically. Now, personnel wise on defense shield, uh, I, I know that they, they can do everything. Uh, do they have like do they have significant depth on the outside? Do we think the Eagles are going to lean in on eleven personnel here, or uh, even without Tyree Jackson, going to be trotting out Jack Stoll and Dick Rod a lot? Well, they have Jamel Dean, Carlton Davis, and Sean Murphy Bunting uh, are their three cornerbacks, and all those guys were there last year. All those guys have played together for multiple years, so yeah, I don't know that it's a case of wanting to get them into uh, one. Or the other, uh, you know, I, I kind of agree with what Zach said. And also, if you want to slide, you know, I, I feel like a key would be slowing down those edge rushers a little bit. Now, Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul Pierre play, which it looks like they're going to, but those guys haven't played in like 
three weeks. So maybe they'll be fresh or maybe they're coming off an injury and they don't uh, necessarily look like themselves here. In that first game, Lane Johnson was not on the field for the Eagles, yes, which, I, which I kind of forgot, you know, mm-hmm. quite honestly, until uh, did we talk. I, I think one of you mentioned it yesterday, maybe or no, I can't nor, remember. Yeah, but, and nor was Dallas Goddard. Right. I mean, those are like, and, really and my played right tackle as opposed exactly. to left, which he's not so as good there. Yeah. Dillard played left. My played right. Jack Driscoll uh, was at right guard there. And so this is a, a different lineup that you're looking at here. And so having Lane Johnson at right tackle, having my who just improved as the season went on playing at left tackle, let's see if he's healthy or not. I mean, you have the guys who should be able to uh, move the line of scrimmage, great holes for whoever's playing running back. And you should be able to run the ball there were you surprised at all shield by um by the nugget that dallas goddard and Devonte smith have accounted for the highest percentage of receiving yards for any duo uh since in the second half of the season i was yeah i was trying to i was trying to think uh now i i only saw your tweet full disclosure thursday and okay. friday also you said it was a newcomer's guide so i didn't know do i need to I mean, there were some there were some other there like were some a... things in there that might that okay that, that were right. news so maybe it's a bad headline but uh so did you did you list up. who the other duos were right behind them or no i didn't but i i know who number two was no number two was was it was it the bucks were two of those guys or no no it was actually no. it was the rams and that's just i mean just because cooper cup is like so high up right Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup and anybody. But yeah, it, that was one of those ones where I was like, uh, "It feels like this is the case," uh, and then you you look it up and it turns out to be uh, the case. Those so are the best. Yeah, the worst is when you feel it's the case and then you it's look like it up and it's nowhere pack, close. Like, like, like great. Now I got to think of something okay. else here. I'm trying and to go to bed. No one's gonna read this anyway. Come on, yeah. work. No, that's me. that's the second the worst. The the worst is is when you <laughs> do the numbers incorrectly. So you read the whole story. Yes, and then you go back. And, and yes. then you go back and just make you're right, sure, that is the worst. and you're like, wait, the entire premise of my story was based on false numbers. That's yes. the worst. Yeah. There's also not not Double worse check. than that, but but also very bad is you spend a lot of time doing the work by hand, and then find out that there was a place to just look it up easily after the fact. Yeah, true as that's well. That's like every sports writer from the 1980s would would tell you that, right? Like, oh, oh before Google existed, crushing the old heads. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Ages. I thought Bo was the ageist on the show, but uh, Zach also. Uh, I thought, you know, even as a passer, now they did try to pass the ball in that first game. I mean, Jalen Hurts was bad. I mean, he, he looks to me, and again, we will see now, you know, in this spot against a good defense, but he looks like a different player to me uh, now than he did then. And he was just making totally, you know, high degree of difficulty throws in that game. You know, next gen stats has the, um, expected completion percentage where they just look at every throw based on uh, distance, separation, pressure, all those things uh, with the tracking devices and assign kind of how probable was a completion here. His his expected completion percentage in that game was 53.3, which was easily the lowest mark of any quarterback uh, that week. And then he was below that because he was inaccurate with a lot of passes. And so that led to a completion percentage that was what in the forties, I believe in that game. And it just felt like he was scrambling when he didn't need to, he was throwing, you know, just kind of throwing prayers up, uh, downfield. There was really no rhythm, uh, or or really any, any semblance to a passing game there. I'm not saying they're in an elite passing game now, but he certainly looks more decisive, more accurate now, uh, than he did then. Zach Ertz was on the field a lot in, yep. the, in that game. He missed him that was on his a, last uh, game. Last game. Yeah. That was Straight the next game. day. Okay. All right. So they told him he didn't have to play. Oh, right, right, right. right. They, we had they that agreed to the deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if like on the, on the passing front, like if they can just, if they can just get one play from the, the non Goddard Devonte Smith group, like you, you sort of take that, like give me like one 30 yard Quez Watkins catch. And I feel like, that's pretty much all you can all you can hope for, aside from draw, the running backs. You know, draw some DPIs maybe. Jalen Rager had two what forty plus yeah. yard DPIs in that. His uh, best game, of, probably his best game of his career. Yeah, I mean ninety five yard, counting for ninety five yards, yeah. whether you catch it or not. I think that's uh, you know, I, I think we're at the point where for fantasy, these receivers need to start getting credit for the DPIs. By the way, this is off topic, but come on, it should count if it's going to be a spot so, foul. So which rule do you like better? Head. I was. I was yeah. I was gonna ask you, do you like the spot foul better or do, or do you like the 15 yard penalty better? No, because, Coach Flynn uh, has been very strong about this and certainly uh 
convinced me or if I was ever there, scared me into ever thinking anything else. And he feels like it's got to be just 15 yards. Either. That's and so, I, I, I thought so that too, but then you watched that I mean, game the other night. Yeah, that you was that game the other night, And like the guy got beaten, so he just tackled him, right? It's okay. It's You still get the 15. I think that it's was, okay. That was Wake Forest's entire defensive game plan in the uh, ACC championship against Calvin Johnson in 2006. Remember that okay. one? Worked out very well. They won 9-6. I think it's fine. Uh, it also reminds me of um, one of my favorite answers uh, from Jalen Mills when I was asking guys if you could change one NFL rule, what would it be? And he said that pass interference, offensive pass interference, should also be a spot foul. Which try to think about how that works. <laughs> it's hard to figure out how that makes sense. <laughs> you you um, add those you, yards, like you, you get so if, it's a, if it happens far? 35 yards down the field, you then move 35 <laughs> yards back. Honestly, it kind of I mean, points out how idea. ridiculous it is that it's, it's a spot foul yeah, for the offense. I mean, they're it's actually cool. getting 35 yards. The mechanics of that is very funny. Like, just all the math that the, fun. Uh, the refs would have to do. It's fantastic. I, I do love it. I feel like you and Jalen Mills had a special relationship. I like a Jalen Mills. Yeah. yeah. Entertaining guy. Full sentence, uh, full sentence all-star. Gotta love that. Uh, even the, the numbers in that first game for the Eagles, I felt like were were so fluky too. You know, they get two pass interference calls for over 40 yards. Then that Quez Watkins play on the first drive, which just as easily could have been intercepted and got deflected. And he sort of made, he made a nice play on it. You know what I'm talking about? It was mm-hmm. a 23 yard uh, catch. So, um, you know, I, I thought the offensive performance was even worse really uh, than the numbers showed there. Yeah. We talk about who the uh, Eagles are, are getting back. That Tampa Bay secondary was, was not what it's going to be on 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 Sunday. I mean, first off, they didn't have Antoine Winfield that game, right? They have they have Winfield. They were trotting out Richard Sherman uh, on like a short week, and I think he got hurt in that game as well, right? Yep. So um, yeah, it's it's a better Buck secondary than it was that game. I swear I've okay, here we go. I was like, I know I had some notes here. I, I'm so I'm a bit of a mess, as probably everybody can tell here. They didn't have Carlton Davis as everybody or Sean, is, I would say. Or Sean Murphy bunting, two of their top three corners. Antoine Winfield, you know, a, a terrific playmaker for them at safety, or Levante David. And we don't know if Levante David is going to play in this game, but those are like four legit key starters four guys who are pretty much playing uh, you know, nearly every snap for them who they didn't have uh, in that game. So it's a good point. The Eagles didn't have Lane Johnson and Dallas Goddard. They didn't have four those four guys, so it is going to be different personnel on the field. Now, Bucks, uh number one in the league in blitz rate, uh, I believe, yes. right? And uh, now part of that is because they do a lot of those, uh, a lot of those green dogs, as you call it, uh, where it's not a planned blitz, but if the if you if the offense is keeping guys in to block, they send them anyway. Um, Jalen Jalen Hurts has done fine against the blitz this year, and yes. so I'm curious to see if they go uh, if they go blitz heavy and invite Jalen Hurts to be able to scramble and uh, make some big plays with his legs downfield or not. Yeah, I think he probably doesn't get enough credit for that. You know, there have been a lot of instances this year where like a key play is, all right, he noticed that, you know, uh, zero blitz and they checked to a screen and they had an opportunity, not that they converted on all those, but I do think he's done a pretty good job there. And the numbers suggest he has too. I think he's, 13th or something in uh, EPA per play uh, against the blitz. So uh, that, that is certainly something else to keep an eye on. Yeah. Devin white is a beast blitzer. I mean, I don't, does he have nine sacks or something this year? Nine sacks. Wow. Was it last year? I don't know. He's, he's had nine sacks either this year or last year, but um, I think he said something down there where he's, feels more comfortable when Levante David is on the field, like doing mm. the things he needs to do. Whereas if Levante David isn't on the field, then he feels like he has to do more of those uh, communication, getting everyone lined up type linebacker thing. So he's someone you just kind of want attacking all the time. And he can make a lot of those splash plays. I feel like Levante David is a, uh, is, was a, was a uh, Fran Duffy draft crush way back in the day. Mm. And boy, did he nail that one. I also always Michael Kendrick's here just to give credit where mm. credit is due. I always remember Fran Duffy's biggest hits as uh, Tredavious White. Tredavious White, yep. And I remember he liked to Tyler Boyd a lot. He He loved the Tyler Boyd. Underrated wide receiver who's had a very nice career. Now I will, I don't want to be... Here we go. They're going to point out all the guys he got wrong. I think he was also a Garrett Gilbert fan. Garrett Gilbert was fine in that game. That's right? true. He played he against fine. the Eagles this year. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, he was totally he, fine. He's like, he's like the game. fourth best quarterback the Eagles played this year. 
<laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, he might be. We might have, we'll do those rankings at some point. <laughs> All right. Why don't, why don't, are you are you through your notes? Should we go to Al? You know, no, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. yeah Let's, well, well, you can you can sprinkle. I do have a little. Here. I have a non uh, Eagles offense question. I guess it's a two can you. We'll do after the break. Okay. Uh, Al, you know. Let's go around. Give me one player. Who? Oh, we're still going. We will be talking about if the Eagles win, and a player who we will be talking about if the Eagles lose. Uh, Sheila, you went first last night. Zach, you want to kick us off? And it can't be a quarterback. It can't be the quarterback. Sure, it can't be yeah, the quarterback. I feel like, yeah. I mean, maybe we didn't spend enough time talking about Jalen Hurts, but yeah, that that is the obvious answer. I'll I'll go Lane Johnson, and uh, you know, if they win this game, then that that stat that you hear about the Eagles' record with Johnson compared to without Johnson, and you never know if you know the the causation correlation component there. But uh, that will be even more pronounced if if if, if they win this game. And you'd, you'd point out when they played him last time, Lane Johnson wasn't on the field. When they went on this run, it was when Lane Johnson returned. Uh, now he returned for the Vegas game, but it was really you know the Detroit game was was Lane was back. He had his interview that day with Jake Glazer. Um, Bo wrote the story on him, and and ever since then they've been rolling. And uh, in past years, it was the same way. I mean, their season discombobulated in 2016 when Lane Johnson got suspended. Um, and, and and so I, I think if if they dominate the line of scrimmage, if they win, it's going to be, well, Lane Johnson should have been the uh, pro bowler. Lane, you know, they're a much better team with Lane Johnson. You'll get a lot of Lane Johnson narrative there. Everybody do will be linking to Shields uh, all-pro team. I was going to say, do you think he'll write like um, theathletic.com slash Shield Kapati on his cleats or something for this game? Mm. He should. Okay. He'll yeah, just I mean, write. Maybe he'll just write CTC on on his. Yeah, I'll send him a message. Gloves. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll, I'll send him that link. By the way, if you know, I know you're wearing the underdog mask, but uh, just in case, you know, here's. Ooh, what if he just had a mask with me as a ball? That'd be pretty yeah, good. Like after the game, be good for the brand. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Miles Sanders here. Um, under wow. the presumption that. Really? Yeah, under the presumption that we, you know, the. The idea that they're going to probably want to run more to the outside. Now, is he good? To, is he healthy? Well, sorry, are you getting to that? I mean, we don't know. He's he was well, limited he was today limited. with the hand. Um, but uh, you know, we have talked about that uh, the Eagles have this incredible uh, you know rushing attack and these incredible running numbers, and they they haven't really popped a long run. Uh, I think thirty four yards is their longest run of the season. Uh, mm -hmm. We have talked about. They want to probably run to the outside a little bit more than up the middle in this game. That is where Miles Sanders does his best work. Theoretically, he's got fresh legs. We know that he can pop a long run, as he did several times last year. As Shield already told us, the Bucks' defense is susceptible to uh, surrendering some long runs. So maybe Miles Sanders is able to pop one or two uh, explosive runs in this game, and that will be part of uh, the upset formula for the Eagles and to answer Shields question about his uh, status. And I, I certainly don't mean to belittle a hand injury, right? Cause it is, it, you know, it affects the way you grip the ball and ruin Ryan Kerrigan season. Yeah. It affects catching the ball, but I feel for a running back, it won't affect like how you run, right? Like he's not going to be, it, right. it's not like he's hindered by a hamstring or a knee. He'll or just fumble three times. It could yeah. be that it could be, it could, could affect ball that. security, but not his running ability. If that makes sense. I can't believe I'm getting this guy with the. Uh, you getting the obvious pick. answer here? Is but, it yeah. too obvious? I mean, I feel great about Devonte Smith having. A oh, I thought you were gonna go Goddard. No, I feel like Devonte Smith is built for these moments, built Ooh. for these games. I mean, he has no fear uh, in a in a game like this with everybody watching. If if anything, I feel like he will be uh, even you know as sharp or sharper. Than he usually is. He will not be intimidated. He will want to take it to this Bucks defense. He will want to prove uh, even more so how good he is. He he is competitive. He wants to win. He does all the little things. This is why, like, he is the uh, you know uh, wide receivers coach coach's favorite wide receiver because the guy just does everything. His instincts on the sideline toe taps, the blocking, uh, the route running, the fast vertical stem, everything. And this is a defense that I think is going to play single high safety. I think you're going to see a lot of cover three. 
in this game where they're going to put, put the extra safety in the box to account for the run game. It's going to be single high. They're going to have all eyes on the quarterback when uh, Jalen Hurts drops back to pass. And that means there's going to be one-on-ones on the outside. And who is the only guy on this team that can win one-on-ones on the outside? It's Devontae Smith. And so I would be, if I'm, uh, if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm having, you know, Doug Peterson used to say we have the section on the on the call sheet for uh, 17 yep. and for 86. He would always leave Aguilar out, right? He's like, yeah, Aguilar will get yeah. his. But, uh, so I would have the section on the on the call the playlist. Uh, I mean, it is. Six. It's a two. It's a it's a it's a list of two. It's a list of two, but like early, like you know, get, get him involved early. If you have to throw him a little screen um, or, or whatever it is, get him the ball early. Get him involved in the game. And when you're taking shots downfield, assuming they're not giving extra attention to him, um, you know, I, I would be telling Jalen Hurts like, give him a shot to make plays. He doesn't have to be completely wide open. Let's trust him to kind of be, be the better player in those one-on-one matches. Well, you know, that is the one thing we haven't seen this year is is Hurts and Devontae Smith connect on a on a true like bomb downfield. They have tried them a few times and there's always they've always just been a little bit off. Sometimes even just like Devontae Smith can't find the ball, and sometimes the ball's a little bit underthrown. We've seen them try it. It'd be it would be cool for them to finally hit one in this game. Now Shield mentioned Devontae Smith as you know, a big game, bright lights type player. And and we all kind of think Oof. back to that January 8, 2018, when he caught that game winning touchdown in the national championship on national TV. But it's not just that game. I, I mean, he set the college football playoff record last year with 12 catches, 215 yards, three touchdowns. And that was basically in like the first half. His career high for receptions in college came in the SEC championship game, big game there. Caught three touchdowns in the Rose Bowl against Notre Dame last season. Um, so, you know, it's 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 not like he saved his his best work for Troy in September, right? Like he he was Troy, at his wow, best. He's gonna stray. <laughs> he was uh, he was at Shout his best New York. on on uh on the brightest, uh, you know, Troy the biggest Aikman. stage. And so this is gonna be the biggest stage yet in his NFL career. Eager to see how he looks. All right, Zach, where do you go for a player we'll be talking about? who we'll be talking about if the Eagles lose this game. Hmm. So I can't go Jalen Hurts because we would probably we'd probably be talking about Jalen Hurts, yeah. right? Uh, I guess I'll, it's I'll, tough I'll, because like the, everyone's expecting I'll, him to yeah. lose, but yeah, I'll, I'll go Jalen Rager because maybe there's like a, a Jalen Rager play. He's an easy target at this point. JJ, I think a white side's not on the field. So all the, the drop JJ, in one carry for negative two yards. Yeah. All the JJ Yanks will, will, will go to Jalen Rager. And I think if, if you lose, you start looking ahead to next season, obviously. And I think a big storyline will be, they need to get a receiver opposite Devonte Smith. Like Quez Watkins is good, but they need that starter on the opposite side of Devonte Smith. So I, I think that will be the topic. If the Eagles lose. Uh, on uh, my WIP hit today, Flex, they were asking me, like, should Greg Ward play ahead of Jalen Rager in this game? And, I mean, my answer was basically it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, the game, <laughs> I mean, I was like, the game is not going to come down to yeah. whether you play Jalen Rager or Greg Ward. Like, Might Greg as well Ward be Dick Rod, yeah. was really the least efficient wide receiver in like yards per route run last year in the NFL. I listen, Greg Ward is a fantastic story. The fact that he's on a roster and playing and made this of his career and seems like a, a guy everybody likes. And I do like the enthusiasm he plays with, but like, he's not going to go in there and have, you know, six catches for 71 yards, uh, barring something unforeseen. So six it's, catches it's, for seven yards is more like, yeah. It. So to me, it was like, if you, if you feel like you you don't trust Jalen Rager and, uh, you know, you feel like he's going to screw stuff up, then that's fine. Go ahead and play Greg Ward. But other than that, I, you know, I, I don't think it really matters one way or the other. I think that's probably right. Uh, I will go with, uh, I will go with Jordan Mailata, uh, only because he's coming off the worst mm -hmm. game of his, of his season, uh, two weeks ago, uh, you know, was, was beat several times on, on, uh, pressures that torpedo drives in that game against Washington. And, uh, he was dealing with an ankle injury Presumably he is he is uh, back now, but if he's playing like he played two weeks ago, that 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 could spell trouble. That's a good one. I guess I'll go with Miles Sanders. I mean, you guys just yeah. spelled the case: hand injury, yep. rain, uh, aggressive, ferocious defense, specifically in the front seven. If he fumbles in a big spot, if he doesn't uh, follow his blocking, I mean, 
whatever, you know, really it's, it's more for the fumble and the turnover. If he has a fumble, uh, in a big spot, obviously that would make him uh, a bit of a goat. If it's the, uh, if it's a close game and not the good goat hmm. break or the, or the we have goat. a break, we have a break, we have okay. a short break, and then we'll be back to, uh, to okay. close this bad boy out on birds with friends. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Back on Birds with Friends uh, as we prepare to close this out. You had a, a Toucan You shield. Well, yeah, it, first it's a question and then it'll be a Toucan mm. Okay. So the Eagles defense, we said, ranked 25th in DVOA this year. Obviously hurt by that last game where they played a bunch of backups, but as we said, eh, maybe it evens out when you get to play Garrett Gilbert and uh, Jake Fromm for a couple of games. But I was looking at uh, you know Football Outsiders. Their database goes back to 1983, so you can look at a wow. You can look at I think at some point in the last five years they went back and you know yeah I thought yeah it used to be like 90 right I think yeah, yeah. so goes back to 1983. You can just pick a team and look at where they ranked every year. Uh, so since 1983 to now. 25th how many years do you think they had a, a defense that ranked worse than 25th in defensive dvoa three oof i was gonna say three uh i will say two then oh got saved i thought you would go four because it would give you yeah but what, you're asking it, the question for a reason that's true it is two I mean, that Nailed was like, it. look at that, Bo. man, yeah. they've had, a, they haven't had a, a lot of terrible defenses uh, since I was born. I guess I was born in 19. So uh, now are we trying to guess the two? Is so that... now you're trying to guess the mm. two years. Uh, if you want, I mean, you don't have to know. But, 2015. Um, I was going to say 15. Yeah. Incorrect. Incorrect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, 11. Incorrect. Or 12, 12, not 11. Correct. The, yeah. 2012. Okay. Uh, Andy Reid's last year was one of the uh, one okay. of the two. They fired um, Juan Castillo and brought in Todd Bowles as the Ooh, defensive yeah. coordinator, bringing there it all back. I've told the story before, but you know what? We might have new listeners. My favorite Todd Bowles moment. I remember being in the locker room uh, after he took over as defensive coordinator. And credit to him because he would uh, hold court in the locker room. Love when a defensive coordinator answers some questions in the yes. locker room after a game that's outstanding uh so he was in there and i forget what game it was but uh that was the namdi year right yes 2012 yes. uh namdi was getting torched and so you know someone was trying to ask sort of a soft question like was that a uh you know that coverage there where uh namdi got beat were you guys like doing that was that was cover three high school cover three this guy like is not a fan of the, the players he's got here. And uh, you know, he, he was probably right. I like yeah. remember I like it was Temple. so funny how blunt he was. We were Temple no, Tough. He's like, there was nothing complicated yeah. about that. He's like, that's the most basic defense in football that all these guys have played for a very long time, and they still managed to screw it up in a year where you know he didn't know it at the time, but you know, he could have said this is one of the worst defenses the franchise mm -hmm. has had since 1983, and he would have been correct. That's true. And then, of course, the following year, we had Michael Kendricks uh, being asked about Todd Bowles and saying, Todd Bowles from last year. He didn't remember who he uh, was. Well, didn't remember who he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, he was, he was uh, you know, he, he, the guy was your defense. Oh, yeah, 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 Todd. Yeah. 
98. <laughs> is that the other one? People are. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Were you doing okay. some research? You no, but the that year was before the... coaches were fired. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's it gets a guy yeah. fired. Okay. Um, that Todd Bowl, the uh, the Kendricks thing is the Alex Singleton Pete Carroll story that I always uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always like to bring up where 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 um, <laughs> Carroll was asked about this real meaningful conversation that he had with Singleton when Singleton was cut and had no idea who Alex Singleton was. I mean, yeah, it so. was like it was like five years or like four because yes, like exactly. Alex Singleton gets cut then he goes to the CFL for yes, two years yes. and then he comes back and then he makes the Eagles and like the second year is when he's an impact player yeah yeah yeah, yeah that was a good one um I had something and now I can't remember what it was oh Shield, did you uh do you end up wa- uh, listening to that episode that uh podcast episode oh yeah Man, did you want to talk about that now yeah, why not? I guess we have time to. I well, I didn't know. I I wasn't sure. Do you want to give the audience a chance to listen mm. to it and then see if their reaction is the same as mine, or do you want me to just let it rip here? It's up to you. I feel like if they were going to listen, they had they've had like a week and a half, right? Okay. Well, I had a little. Or tech- they can stop oh. listening. This will we won't talk about anything else important. That's after true. This. We'll tell them what the episode is in case they man want bites to. dog on on Doughboys. Um, okay. On the Doughboys podcast feed. Okay, so DFOP uh, Lemur also listened to this. Okay. And then he told me to uh, text him when it was over. I'm trying to find the conversation that we had here. Uh, I, I was left wanting. Oh, really? That. Yeah, I don't okay. know. Is it because you built it up? I mean, I feel like Maybe. it was, I feel like the setup was good. I was waiting and then kind of nothing happened. There was no payoff. Mm. I thought there was going to be some big reveal. There was no big reveal. There was you want no to tell big people reveal. what it was about. Well, it was. A, I mean, I thought that you would really appreciate just like the, uh, like, well, first of all, like the very petty grievance uh, leading to like years of uh, an icy friendship, but also just the like the interpersonal dynamics of, uh, of of a of a of a male friendship. I thought was very was was very fun. But the, yeah, but then so, so it was uh, it was an episode about these two these two <laughs> friends who had known each other for a long time, and uh, they the one guy was moving from New York to Wisconsin, I believe, mm-hmm. and they went out uh, like one his last night in New York, and they had some drinks, and then they went to to eat, and the guy had a hot dog, and he hadn't touched it on his plate for a while, and so the other guy uh, took the hot dog and ate it, and then like gave him what like pointed to him or something, mm-hmm. and it and drove the guy nuts. And so then he just stormed he just out left. of the bar yeah. and then he drove to Wisconsin and they didn't like, ba- they, I mean, he's like old, very old friends. And then they were like, basically have not been friends since. Yeah. But I mean, they were, I'm trying to, all right. Okay. okay here, all right, here, that's fine. Right, here, here's where it is. All right. So th- this was my conversation with uh lemur here about the episode. I, I wouldn't be shocked. You know, if many of you have no interest in this, uh, that's fine. All right. So I said, I finished it. And I said, what were your thoughts? And Lieber said, oh, hopefully I can read this. He goes, this <laughs> is terrible. going to sound like hyperbole, but one of the biggest letdowns ever for me. <laughs> I don't, un- he goes, I don't understand how he could think that was amazing. Okay. It was a huge nothing burger. And I said, I thought there was going to be some payoff. I said, I was entertained, but I don't really get it. There was no, I thought there was going to be some big reveal and there was nothing. Okay. Said, maybe it's too, exactly. maybe it was too much in the Doughboys lore. I thought, I thought it maybe. was going to be uh, enjoyable as a, as a takeout, but I guess not. I mean, no, I, I enjoyed the, the, I actually enjoyed the listening experience just at the end. I thought. Yeah, I could it, see that. It, I was, nothing. I guess I was expecting something of a, of a, yeah. Uh, it was just so, it, it was so unexpected from uh, what the episode I thought was going to be. So that's why. Lemur said they did no work at all. <laughs> I trust. He said, I oh, that's trust not true Bo. at all. He said, I trust Bo. So I thought it was going to be good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And, and then there was a part like they called the distributor, the, the distributor of the hot dog. Yeah. But like he had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> like yeah. I thought they were going to bring it back. Sorry. Well, this is terrible. You haven't listened to it. Uh, this is very boring. I understand. Mm-hmm uh exactly uh, yeah yeah so that was my take on it so if anyone else like i got work to do now i did have another note on here a quick last note here uh we watched abbott elementary has anyone watched? oh yeah we went to talk about this you've watched this i think we watched Uh, it the same night you did okay so it takes place in uh an elementary school in philadelphia zebra i mean do i have to tell you anything else it's on abc i feel like you're a big network guy you're like you'll you'll watch a network you'll watch a network sitcom i feel Wow. I'm a huge network person. Yeah, so. it's not a criticism. 
I'm ready yeah, to watch like Chicago Fire yeah. as soon as we end. Say, so, uh, uh, and we not watch this is us. pretty basic. You're pretty yeah, simple. Yeah, we watch this is us. So, uh, yeah, yeah I think that, that was probably in my head. This okay. is us. But yeah. uh, it, it's sort of like um, The Office or Parks and Rec in that okay. sort of vein, but it's at a Philadelphia elementary school. But my big thing here is that uh, we need to get some birds with friends into one of these shows. Mm. I feel like the we've got a lot of connections right now. Okay. We've got uh, Tony Yacenda with Dave, which legitimately one of my favorite shows, you know, they, there could be just somebody wearing a birds with friends t-shirt or something, maybe a, a mug, something like that. Abbott elementary leans into the Philadelphia stuff big time. I mean, they're talking about Jim Gardner. The nation doesn't know who Jim love Gardner the, is. Love the we Jim all Gardner love Jim Gardner. Fantastic. Uh, so there could easily, I mean, they're talking about the Eagles in the show. There's about Zach Ertz. Like there could very easily be something I feel like in Abbott elementary. So listeners, if you have anybody, I believe the writers or creators are Philly based. Um, certainly the, uh, shoot, I don't know her name. Who's the, who's the star of the show? And the creator of the show. Do you remember her name? Um, I don't remember her name, but she's she's from uh, Philadelphia. So there are a lot of Philadelphia connections there where I feel like we really have a chance to get something into uh, into that show. Quinta so that's Brunson. my request to the listeners. Quinta Brunson. What's that? There you go. Quinta Brunson. Yeah. Quinta Brunson. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed those first two episodes. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I think right. we can get an, eagle, get an Eagles pop, Birds with Friends pop on there. They had the yeah, Eagles Yeah, just something. It's like, you know, it doesn't have to be blatant, you know? Someone wearing some paraphernalia. Maybe it pops up on someone's uh, iPhone. They got the yeah, podcast just the, on. Yeah, just, he just like pits that. pause on the podcast yeah. that he's, that he's listening to. I mean, to. listen, if you need me to come in and be some kind of extra special guest or whatever, could get a bald Indian man some uh, airtime, I'm willing to do that as well. Okay, All right. I like that. I still need you to go. I still need you to see Coda, Shield. That's the uh, what's that? That's again? the number one recommendation. The movie. That's from the summer. Movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, we've got a big show tomorrow, baby. Closing out the week mm -hmm. of previews for uh, Sunday's playoff game. Of course, we've got the Swooper Storecasting. That is all Dane is all the time, and uh, that is going to be very exciting. We will preview, uh, make our predictions for the game. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a few other things to talk about. So uh, make sure you join us tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. We started right on the dot tonight. We will effort to do so again tomorrow. And I think uh, I think tomorrow effort night to I will so. promise to uh, to dress up. Let's not normalize saying effort to do so, please. Okay. Uh, for Zach, Elijah, Sheil, and Marissa, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. And as always... We love you.